Hi everyone, Pastor Peter here from Living Christ in Arlington Heights. And whether you're one of our members or a visitor, I am glad that you are worshiping with us. However you found us this morning, uh, I am glad that you're watching. Uh, we're gonna head in, into the sanctuary in just a minute to begin our worship. But before we do that, I, I thought we'd start in our entryway here for just a, a few quick announcements. Uh, first, if you're a visitor with us, uh, again, glad that you're watching. Uh, glad uh, that you were able to find us. Uh, I would encourage you, though, to check out our website, www.livingchristlutheran.org, because you can find a whole lot more about us there. Uh, you can find about what we do, what we like, what we offer. Uh, you'll also find some resources in your Christian life. And so I, I would encourage you, check that out. You can listen to past messages and sermons there as well. Keep up to date on everything going on. So please visit our website. Uh, a couple notes just for our members. First, I uh, want to point you also to our website. I uh, want to encourage you to continue to be consistent in your giving. While we haven't been meeting together as a church, uh, our work as a church continues to go on. We continue to share the hope of Jesus with people, and the needs of our congregation continue to, to go forward too. So I encourage you to visit our website, www.livingchristlutheran.org give. In order to make a contribution, you can make a one-time or a recurring gift there. You can also text in a gift. That's something new for us. And you can do that by texting Living Christ, one word, a dollar sign, and then your dollar amount to this number on your screen. And that is just another way that we are equipping you to be consistent in your contributions. Uh, to everyone watching, I, I just think it is so important that we stay connected in this time. We're all so isolated as we stay at home and shelter in place, but we need to stay connected and to let each other know about different needs going on in our lives. So I would encourage you to check out this page on our website where you can let us know about any spiritual or physical needs that you or someone in your life has at this time. So please stay connected with us. Also, stay connected by leaving a comment on this video, chatting with us as you watch. We'd love to see who's here and what's going on. So uh, please stay connected with us as you watch this live or as you tune in later as well. Also want to remind you that we have some music for our worship today. You can find that down in the description below this video. You might need to click on a little area or click a button that says expand, but we have some songs for you to listen to. You can either hit pause at any point and listen to them during the service, or uh, you could listen to them and sing along at the end, but I encourage you to, to watch those videos as well. Well, uh, I've got my coffee here, and uh, maybe you've got one too, but let's go inside our sanctuary as we worship together our Lord. As we do so, I, I just have one question that I'd like us to ponder as we enter into our worship. And that question is, what do you guard and protect the fiercest in your life? Another way of thinking about it might be, what are you most afraid of losing in your life? And what would you do to keep it? Can you think about that as we enter into worship? What, what do you guard and protect the fiercest? Or what are you most afraid of losing? What would you do to keep it? It's a question we'll talk about later in our message, but for now, let's worship together. Well, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I invite you, wherever you are, whenever you're watching this, to call upon the name of our powerful, loving God with me this morning as we begin our worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we gather and steady our hearts and minds for worship together, I invite you to pray with me the following prayer. 
faithful God, whose mercies are new to us every morning, we humbly pray that you look upon us in mercy and renew us by your Holy Spirit. Keep safe our going out and our coming in, and let your blessing remain with us throughout this day. Preserve us in your righteousness and give to us a portion in that eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus, through whom be glory and praise to you and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Well, our God always meets us with honesty and truth, doesn't he? We have a God who always speaks the truth to us. And so today we gather together and we come before him with all of the same. We meet him with the honesty and truth of our condition, of our sin. We admit our mistakes, our failings to our God, laying them all at his feet, bringing them to him, knowing that he speaks back to us a word of grace. And so I invite you now to go before your Lord truthfully and honesty, as hard as that might be, as we confess our sins together in the silence of our hearts. And if you'd like, you may be guided by the words that you find on the screen at this time. We confess. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to remind you of what is waiting for all of us at the end of this Lenten journey that we are on together. And that's the cross of our Savior Jesus Christ. That's the place where he laid down his life, sacrificing everything so that we might be forgiven and set free. I pray that that cross would be your focus. I pray that it would be the source of your hope and your life. I pray that it would remind you and declare to you that you are forgiven because you are. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue at this time with our scripture reading. And our scripture for this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13. And this morning we're going to read verses 1 through 8 together. And then we'll skip ahead and we will read verses 24 through 37. We begin at Mark 13, verse 1. And as Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished? And Jesus began to say to them, See that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. 
And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. These are but the beginning of the birth pains. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken and then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branches become tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey, when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. This is the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'd like to, to start by having you think about that question that I, I, I had you consider at the beginning of our time as, as we started with our announcements out in the entryway. And, and that is, what do you guard and protect in your life the fiercest? Or we said another way of thinking about it is, what are you most afraid of losing? And then what would you do to keep that? Uh, I would guess for each of us, it's something a little different, right? Because uh, we're all unique. But I, I do think in this time with the toll that the coronavirus has taken on our society, that, that maybe, maybe we would start to have more similarities than normal, right? Like I think for many of us, we're worried about our finances, and we don't know how long all of this will last. We don't know if we'll have a job waiting for us at the end of it. Uh, maybe some of you have already seen uh, a toll being taken on your finances and your bank account. And, and so you're, you're doing everything you can to guard uh, that and protect it. You're so afraid of losing it. Or for maybe many of us, it's our jobs. Maybe you're worried uh, about your job. Uh, again, about whether it will, will be there or how long it will be there for, and, and you are doing everything you can to hold on to it. Uh, for, for many of us, maybe it's our families, uh, as, it, as it always is, but especially in this time, maybe we're worried a, a little bit extra about our families, about whether they'll get sick, and how we can help keep them healthy. Uh, for, for some of us, maybe our, our concerns are more common or every day, like maybe we're worried and we're guarding and protecting our, our reputations. We've We've made this kind of reputation for ourselves. We've created a name uh, for ourselves, and, and we do anything to keep it. Uh, for others of us, uh, maybe it is uh, something in our life, a car, a family heirloom, a collection we have. For others of us, it's our health, our fitness, our physique, that we work so hard to, to guard and protect. We're afraid of losing it. But what is it for you? 
and, and then start to think with me about some of the great lengths that we go to in order to hold on to the, the things that are so important to us, the things that we are afraid of losing, right? When it comes to our finances, we uh, hire financial planners, some of us. We watch the stock market on a daily basis. We, we get second jobs in order to make ends meet or, or, or maybe to, to feel a little bit more secure. When it comes to our job, we work crazy hours and late nights and, and we forget about our families and we miss our kids' games. We, we drive ourselves crazy. We stress ourselves out. When it comes to protecting our, our, our families, right, we would do just about anything. Uh, when it comes to our physique and our fitness, as I mentioned, maybe we uh, buy a gym membership that we actually don't use. We buy all sorts of vitamins and supplements. We hire personal trainers, right? When, when it comes to the things, my point is, when it comes to the things that are most important to us, we, we do just about anything. We, we go to extremes. Uh, well, as, as we think about that, as you think about the things that are most important to you and what you do to hold on to those things and guard and protect them, uh, turn with me, if you have your Bible, to Mark chapter 13. Uh, I'd like for us to, to follow along together. And at, at the beginning of the reading in Mark 13, uh, Jesus is walking with his disciples past the temple, and then he sits them down on the Mount of Olives, and he has a conversation with them. Uh, this conversation, uh, one way that you could think about it is, is that this, this conversation he's having with his disciples is kind of like a goodbye letter. I don't know if you've ever written or received a goodbye letter. Maybe you've written one, I don't know, to your kids when they moved out, got married, or went off to college. Maybe you wrote some letters to coworkers as you left a job that you really, really loved. Um, uh, maybe you wrote a, a goodbye letter to uh, an ex after a breakup. I don't know. Um, I, I can remember one goodbye letter that I heard one time. It was actually at a funeral. Uh, that I was, I was at, uh, and the, the pastor sh uh, shared little snippets of this goodbye letter from, from a mom to a daughter. It was from the, the mom who had passed away to the daughter that she loved. And, and she had kind of hidden this goodbye letter in, in, in a stack of, of her things because she knew her daughter was organized and would be going through her files, and, and she wanted her, her daughter to stumble across this some weeks down the road. And uh, It was a letter encouraging the, her daughter, uh, reminding her of how much she loved her. Uh, the, the one line that really stuck out to me and still does today is if she wrote at the end, uh, you can stop crying now, I'm with Jesus. And it was just a wonderful encouragement uh, to her daughter, of course, but to, to so many of us there. Uh, it was a beautiful goodbye letter. And, and the letter that Jesus is, is having this conversation with, with his disciples today, is just as beautiful. And, and the purpose of this conversation that he has with them is he's preparing them and, and saying goodbye to them in a, in a sense. The, the purpose is uh, to, to encourage them in their faith, to challenge them in their faithfulness and, and to challenge them to continue to obey during a time of extreme distress and upheaval. In a time of extreme distress and upheaval, Jesus is, is talking to his disciples to encourage them and challenge them. Do these seem like timely words or what, right? In the midst of everything going on in our world today, I, I think there is so much that we can take from what Jesus says to his disciples today. And, and Jesus' encouragement, his challenge, so it starts with a warning. It's actually a warning about what's going to happen to the temple. Uh, the, the temple, if you remember the story of, of, of Israel, is, it, it was that thing that the, the, the people of Israel guarded and protected the fiercest in their own lives. It was that one thing, the temple was God's home, that 
they were most afraid of losing. And they were most afraid of losing it. They guarded and protected it so fiercely, first of all, because it was God's dwelling place, right, where he lived among them. It was a source of their identity, but, but also because they had lost it once before. Remember how the story of Israel goes, some 500 years before, 600 years before, the, the, the Babylonians had come in and taken over Israel, destroyed Jerusalem, brought some of the people to exile, completely uh, annihilated and desecrated the temple. And they lost it once, and, and they had rebuilt it now, trying to re restore its glory, and they were so determined not to lose it again. They would have done anything to protect it. And the temple in Jesus' day, it was a sight to behold. Uh, we heard at the beginning of the reading, right, that even the disciples are amazed as they walk by. They say, look, teacher, what wonderful stones and, and what wonderful building. What a wonderful building. And, and it was. There was actually this saying that, that kind of went around in Jesus' day, uh, especially among the, among the rabbis, that went uh, something like, and I'm paraphrasing here, if you've never seen the, the temple in Jerusalem, you've never seen a beautiful building in your life uh, because the, the temple was like the cream of the crop. It was such a sight to behold. It was most valuable to the people. And yet Jesus says today that it's all going to come crashing down, that that, that one thing they are most afraid of losing is going to be taken from them. And, and maybe most sobering of all, as we continue to read through Mark 13, is, is that the temple is just the beginning. Jesus goes on to say there's going to be a lot more where, where that came from, right? There's going to be wars and rumors of war. There's going to be earthquakes and famines, he talks about. Uh, his disciples are going to be persecuted, right? Uh, what, what he's saying is, is that all of this bad stuff is going to happen, this distress and this upheaval. And don't think this is the end. It's, it's just the beginning, Jesus has a message of loss for his disciples. And, and he says this not to frighten them, but actually just the opposite, to, to let them know that it's coming so that they might be prepared. It's a warning, in a sense, of what's on the horizon so, so that they would see it coming and not be shocked when it happens. And, and in order to prepare them, though, he has to let them know about how hard it's going to be, about all that they're going to lose, even that which is most important to them, even that thing that they have guarded and protected with their very lives. And yet we heard today that this was not just a letter of loss, but Jesus also makes it so clear that what they're going to gain and what they have gained is far greater than what they will lose. And Jesus will go on to say, we heard it in our reading for today, that what they will be given is far, far better than anything that could ever be taken from them. Now listen to these words. We heard them earlier. This is verses 24 through 27 of Mark 13. These are so crucial to, to putting everything in its place. This is what Jesus says. He says, But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in heavens will be shaken. And then, he says, and then, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. See, Jesus again says that, that what they gain will be greater than what they lose, and what they will be given will be greater than what will be taken. And, and what they have been given, what is waiting for them at the end, is Jesus. 
He says that after all of this distress and upheaval, that he will come again on the clouds with both power and glory, and he will come to gather together his people from all the the four corners of the earth to to be with him for all eternity, that the victory is theirs. Jesus is reminding his disciples and you, dear friends, that in a time of, of extreme distress and upheaval, and And I think there's even more coming for us with this coronavirus. There's still more that we're going to have to lose, at least many of us. That despite everything we lose, and no matter how hard life will get, that we have, you have Jesus. And his peace, and his love, and his comfort, and his presence, and his forgiveness, and his victory is there for you. And that will never be taken from you. That is far greater than any hardship you will have to endure. And that doesn't minimize our hardships because those hardships in our lives, the hardships that Jesus describes, they're real. And Jesus knows it. And he doesn't dismiss it. He doesn't diminish the the hardships. What he does is give us hope. What he does is remind us of what we have. See, what we have in Jesus it changes us. And here's how. See, when, when you remember that you have Jesus, and when you remember what you have in Jesus, those things that you once guarded and protected with your life, those things that you were once so afraid of losing, that you held on to so tightly, you, you begin to loosen your grip on them. You might even begin to give them away. Because when you fix your eyes on Jesus, when, when, when you remember that everything you need is, is found in him, right? The, the things that used to matter to you just don't matter as much anymore. And those things that you were so concerned about at one point that you, you poured so much time and energy and money into, right? Your, your perspective has changed. And, and actually, you once guarded and protected them with everything you were, you now give them away out of love for those around you. And so I started this time with a question. What do you guard and protect the fiercest? What are you most afraid of losing? But I want to end with a different question. And and that question is, what was it in your life that you were so worried about losing that you can now share with someone else? What did you once guard and protect and hold on to so tightly that you might now let go of for the good of someone else? Because that's what Jesus frees us to do. Because when you have Jesus, you really have everything you need. And dear brothers and sisters, you have Jesus. Or maybe better said, Jesus has you. And he is never letting go. He is guarding and protecting you with his life. In his name, amen. Because we have Jesus, dear friends, and because we have all of the confidence and the boldness that that he provides, we we go to our Lord at this time in prayer, uh, praying for the needs of ourselves individually, of, of our church, of our neighborhood, our community, our nation, and our world. See, if the cross of Jesus that we're journeying towards this Lenten season tells us anything, it tells us that we have a God who cares deeply, loves his people, and is willing to act, and has acted, and will act on their behalf. And so we go before our Lord today in prayer, not to some cold-hearted, distant God, but to a God who both hears and acts decisively in our behalf. 
Here we go before him with boldness and confidence. I invite you to bow your heads and pray with me. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, you loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus into this world, into our lives. Lord, may we remember that amazing gift of, of his life and his sacrifice for our behalf. Lord, may we never forget all that he has done for us. In times of distress and upheaval, Lord, may we be encouraged in our faith. For those who are troubled uh, today, we, we ask that, that you would lift them up, point them back to all that you have done. For all of us, Lord, may we follow your call. May we live lives of faithfulness and obedience. May we let go of the things we once held so tightly onto. We share those things that we once guarded and protected so fiercely. May we do it all out of love for you and for our neighbor. Lord, we pray a special prayer today for all of those affected by the coronavirus, and there are many. We pray for all of those who are sick, and we pray for all of those who have loved ones who are sick. We pray for healing and for peace. We pray for uh, those of us who have been affected in other ways, those who have lost jobs, those whose finances are now a concern. We pray for, for those who are lonely at this time. We, we pray for those who are having trouble meeting their daily needs, getting groceries, whatever it might be. Lord, we, we pray for, for your people at this time, for the needs of the world at this time. We pray for healing. We pray for peace. We pray your will be done. But Lord, we also remember today that there are many others who are sick in, in other ways, those who continue to, to suffer with other diseases and cancers. And, and Lord, we know there are many within this congregation who are sick, and so we pray for them in particular and for their loved ones that you would give to those who are sick, healing and wholeness. And we pray for them and for their families and loved ones, peace with a reminder that you are near. While their names go unmentioned this morning, Lord, you know them by name. And we pray that you would give to each of them the blessings that you have designed for them. Lord, we pray today for those who are suffering in other ways. We pray for the poor, for the hungry, for the homeless, for the unemployed and the underemployed. And we ask that their daily needs would be met. Lord, use us to, to reach out and extend your love to them in real tangible ways. May your church, may your people always be witnesses to your goodness. Lord, as we are gathered together in worship digitally today, we, we look forward to the day when we can gather together as your people. We pray that, Lord, that that day would come soon, that it would be soon, Lord, that we can gather together safely and in a way that is uh, in the best health of everyone. But Lord, we, we do come before you with joy and thanksgiving in our hearts because it is always a joy to gather together with your people, even scattered as we are around your word. And, and as we come with so much joy and thankfulness in our hearts, we say thank you, but we also remember those who, who do not know of your love, those who have not heard of your word, those who are wandering and distant from you, those who are living in fear and worry and hurt today without the hope of Jesus in their hearts. And so we pray for them, Lord, and, and we pray for us that you would open up our hearts, our, our, our lives, Lord, our, our mouths, that we would share your good news, Lord, work through us to grow your kingdom. Lord, we pray today for our leaders as well, as you call us to do. We pray for our president, Donald Trump. 
Uh, we pray for Governor Pritzker. We pray for uh, our mayor, Thomas Hayes. We, we pray for our legislature and for all of the judges of this land. We, we pray for those who, who lead us in other ways, our, our emergency personnel, our doctors, nurses at this time, police officers, firefighters, Lord, our, our armed services. Uh, Lord, we pray for them all, and we pray for wisdom for them and guidance for them as they serve in, in these dark and difficult days. We pray that your light would shine upon them. We pray that you would give to them a compassionate heart, and we thank you for their compassionate hearts. And we pray that through them, the needs of your people would be met, and peace and wholeness would reign and rule across the world. Now, Heavenly Father, for all of these prayers of my mouth, but also for each of the unspoken prayers of every heart and mind of all of those worshiping here today. We, we lift them all up, laying all of these prayers at the foot of your throne, placing them into your hands, for we know that those hands are big enough to hold it all. We pray boldly and confidently in the name of your Son, our Savior Jesus, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Uh, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter what might happen in the world around us, we are still God's people. We are still united in faith as one body in Christ, one family uh, united by Jesus. And so at this time, I invite you to, to remind yourself that you are not alone. Uh, I invite you to confess that faith that makes us one together as we speak together our words in the Apostles' Creed. You know, we call it the Apostles' Creed, not because we think the apostles themselves wrote it, although it does uh, date to early 1st century, 2nd century AD. That's how long people have been speaking this creed, which is pretty cool. But because it comes from the teaching of the apostles, that's why we call it that. And it is that teaching, that common shared teaching that makes us one that we confess together this morning. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to live your day today under the blessing of the Lord, because you are blessed. No matter what the news might tell you, we have good news in Jesus. And so go with that good news of your Savior. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us. Uh,
Look forward to worshiping with you again online next weekend. Next weekend is Palm Sunday. And we remember that the Savior who died on the cross is a powerful king named Jesus. Look forward to seeing you then. God bless.